Hello, I'm Becky B, and this is the Concentrated Grounder Podcast, episode number one, your home of to-the-point commentary for the CW's The Hundred. Let's go back to season two, episode one, in this throwback review of The 48. I don't know about the rest of you, but I was totally gobsmacked at the end of season one when the mountain men arrived. If you remember, we had just had the big battle with the grounders, where Clark pulled the lever that closed the hatch that doomed Bellamy and Finn to their deaths, along with 300 grounders. For the 13 episodes of season one, we had assumed that the hundred delinquents and the grounders were the only people on the earth. But in the last five minutes of that finale, the mountain men showed up with knockout gas and laser-sighted machine guns, and now it's a whole new ball game. Season 2 opens with our hero Clark in full-on warrior survival mode. Her smeared blood across Maya's sterile hazmat suit paints a dramatic picture, not to mention some incredible sound editing. And then the big reveal. The elevator doors open, and it's like we've been transported back to the Roaring Twenties. And just think, for Clark it must have been something out of a dream. This is a young lady that has grown up on a space station where scarcity and hunger is all she has ever known, where she has never had a piece of new clothing or a full stomach. No wonder she's utterly confused. And we are confused too. What is this place? Meanwhile, we find that Bellamy and Finn are alive. No big surprise there. And they are with some red shirts. Whenever a teenager shows up that you don't recognize, you know they're probably going to die. We also see Lincoln teaching Octavia the grounder language. It's brand new for this season, but Lincoln covers that up by a throwaway line about how warriors all speak English, but everyone else speaks grounder language. Evidently, warriors in warring clans need to be able to insult each other in a universal tongue before they kill each other. The language is called Trega de Slang. Yes, I had to look up on YouTube how to pronounce it, and I'm probably still not doing it right. Finally, we see Raven and Murphy having some sort of love fest in the dropship while they both bleed to death. I know the writers want me to start liking Murphy now, because they shove in this deathbed dialogue about his unfortunate past. It doesn't work for me. I still think Murphy is a punk. Back at Mount Weather, Clark is not drinking the Kool-Aid, and President Dante hardly knows what he's up against. He thinks he can win her over with diamonds, good food, and art supplies. Clark makes a break for it and finds herself having another should-I-pull-the-lever moment. What is it with Clark and lovers? Finally, the adults arrive to sort things out, and in a way we are relieved, but in another way we hate it, because Kane is messing it up. And by the end of this episode, I'm worried. Because what I love about The Hundred is that it's a story of young adults surviving in a new world. I don't know about you, but I wasn't a huge fan of the adult storyline on the Ark. It felt like a hundred other science fiction shows I've already seen. So now that the grown-ups are on the ground, are they going to just take over everything? Are they going to send the delinquents to their bedrooms? I guess we'll just have to keep watching to find out. This has been Becky B. for the Concentrated Grounder Podcast. Thanks for listening.